0: You ever heard anybody on this on a podcast say I'm a forms whatever? It's It's because it comes to my mind. She's like, I want to get it out so that way in case I get hit by a bus, it's it's out. You know, we got
1: more forms.
2: (laughs) He sent us a form for his for his wedding. I think I said this before. The day of his wedding, he sent us a Google form like, what do you guys want to eat? And I was like. I put in the chat, this is such a Dwight thing.
0: This is right
1: a Dwight here. thing. I
0: sit, well, everybody knows. You, I could have started a group thread where everybody's saying, well, I want a Jimmy John's number 15, no lettuce. Oh, yeah, by the way, no tomatoes. Well, that's so true. Yeah. So let's do a form where you put what you want, and then I can then go, like, that just makes them all,
1: But so. Here's what you really got to do. You got to make a form on how to make forms.
0: I, I, I got to make a video. And Cam wanted me to make a video on how you make forms. I was just like, bro, it's just on YouTube, dude. Like, just go. Get
2: You're it. The form master. So, I I figured I'd reach it. What he knows how to do it. There you go.
1: Someone once said, "Don't pray for life to become easier. Instead, pray for the strength to rise up to the occasion." Hi, this is Pastor Dawn, and you're listening to Tribes to Tribe, a LeaderCast podcast, a leadership podcast (laughs) from a multicultural context. Hey, I'm sitting with the guys today, and we're going to talk about resilience. Mm -hmm. And um, so what do you think about that opening quote? Don't pray for life to become easier. Instead, pray for the strength to rise up to the occasion.
2: Yeah think that's a good quote it's a very good quote i mean yeah as we talk into it i'll, I'll, I'll dive deeper into it but i think that's a really good quote
0: what yeah. you think no i think it's a great quote because i think it, it's it challenges people's idea of prayer right like you, people typically want they're praying for easy lord make things easier and he doesn't do that he always is going to give you something that causes you have to trust him more so that's what it's supposed to
1: be. You know, really, as we go through life, I think about the things that I've gone through in my life. And it's never been the easy road that was the catalyst for my growth. It's always been something that was very challenging or difficult or hard. And though I didn't enjoy it necessarily at the time, I can see that I built resilience or stick to itness. let us talk about, just for a moment, what resilience is. We're talking about the ability to endure or the bounce back, mm-hmm. the comeback spirit, like the palm tree, it might yep. get bent real low, but it comes back. Mm-hmm. And so resilience is the ability to endure, to take the blow, to absorb it and stay standing even in the tough times. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
2: like it. I like the perspective of well, I played sports a lot growing up. So they have mm-hmm. the uh, quote, bend don't break, you know, mm-hmm. like it's so okay you have those moments where you're bend but just you never can break. You never ever break. Yeah. Now it took a very unhealthy turn. As I was growing up, I understood, you know, that's also where "man up" comes from—quit acting soft, all of that fun mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's a, a there's good balance, and bad, yeah, mm-hmm. to, to resilience and how you look at it. But yeah, that I, I like that the whole palm tree analogy.
1: Yeah, well, you know, right now, especially in the season that we're in with this COVID, mm-hmm. um, we really have learned a lot about resilience because this thing is trying to break us. I'm telling you. The challenges that we're facing in a leadership capacity on a daily basis because of COVID, the constant burden and weight of decisions that have to be made, knowing that whatever decision you make, someone's going to be happy Mm -hmm. and (laughs) someone's going to be upset. Someone's going to feel loved and cared for and somebody's going to feel ignored and dismissed Mm -hmm. and unloved. And so there's many times where it's like, oh, you know, I just want to give up. Uh, Dwight how about you I mean resilience I'm gonna share in a moment some steps and some thoughts about resilience but have you felt yourself being stretched in this season
0: yeah during absolutely because I mean you your your leadership is built on what you know from the past and you use past mentors you use past experiences Uh, but this season I don't know anybody that has endured this so there there's no reference point like there there is mm-hmm. n- none of our none of our mentors were around in 1918 yeah. when the spanish was going on <laughs> the out was going on <laughs> all of those people are, are long <laughs> gone so it's like who do we go to so we're, we're this, it's, this this season has forced us all to become trailblazers in a way that I don't think that anybody had planned on. You know, when you when you take a job, I think about at our church, Nate, right? Like Nate yes. started. So Nate's uh, Nate T. Myers, our youth uh, youth uh, director. And he started literally the first Sunday was a Sunday that COVID when we shut down the church. And yeah. it was like so he, he I mean, he went to school. He's in school. So like all of his teaching didn't work like nothing none of it, nothing made sense
2: <laughs> out the window and so he had yep. to
0: he had to rebound and figure out okay but how can i still be effective and i think that that's that's the question about resilience in a leadership perspective is how can i still be effective despite the circumstances so how can i not break how can i bend in the midst of what's going on so so yeah, this is it. but but for me personally, absolutely, I I loved it when I could just see people on Sunday and do the whole thing. Now it's like, and I can when people tell me they're doing okay. I can look at them and say, no, you're not. Now I got to trust that there's that when they say they're doing okay, that they're doing okay. And that's that that's one of the things that hurts me, breaks me a little bit.
1: That's one of the difficult things about resilience. Is in fact, we're going to talk about that. Cam, you said bend, don't break, yeah. and that's one of the first points to help you gain resiliency in your life is to accept that change is a part of life mm-hmm. change and this is one of those moments it will define our lives it'll be, be oh yeah before covid and then after covid do you know how many times i've heard i mean so many times i've heard people say i was doing this and this and then they'll say this exact line and then covid hit yeah yeah and yeah. then COVID, covid hit yeah i if i've heard it once mm-hmm. so for us to be resilient we have to accept that that we're in change. For me, as a pastor, I have to pastor the church that is. I, I I'm I'm grieving what was, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking about what could be. But for me to remain resilient, I have to live in the right here and now, mm-hmm. and accept that. Hey, change has come to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and I think that that's the only the only constants in life are change, change, and death. Unfortunately. Thank you, know, you
1: for sharing that. It yeah. sounds
2: bad, but change. I mean, I have to tell people that all the time. I got to remind people, like it's okay. Change is going, to, especially now. We can make a plan. Walk down the hallway. Oh
1: man! And mm-hmm. the and plan it's has to
2: change. Like yep. you, you have to then adjust. So, I think for me, just do you like change? Up, I don't mind. I'm pretty much a go with the flow type of mm-hmm. type of person. I, I don't like change when I'm dealing with someone who doesn't do well with change. Then I have <laughs> yeah. an issue with change. Then I'm like, you're stressing me out. Like. I don't like all the notes and spreadsheets, and that's Dwight's thing.
1: That's not my thing. So I, I should know. ask Dwight that. How yeah, yeah. do you do a change, I, Dwight? You, so
0: I know they're probably thinking I don't like change. <laughs> I genuinely love change. Um, I think the 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 part about it is when it's when it's unplanned change that's completely out of our control. Um, it, I can I can bend to that. When it's like when it's preventable change, it's like. If we would have planned for this, then that, that's when that's when the one comes. It's just like if we would have planned for it, we wouldn't have had to do this, but I guess we would do it. So, so then that's when that that more uh, the more unhealthy of my one comes out. But yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I've had to. right. right? I, yeah. I've, I've had to change my this year for me. I had, had to change. I got married. So that's a whole new thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Corona. COVID. Yeah. That happened. Leave so the wedding. My my whole wedding had to change. So while while there's that tension of that, we still had to figure out, okay, how can we still make the best of the situation? Do I like change? Not all the time. Sometimes there's great change, but not all the time. Can I adapt to change? Absolutely. And I think that's that's what resilience is like. Our wedding is an example of what resilience looks like. Okay, we're going to do an online wedding and it still was effective. That's why I say it's about the impact that you're still going to be able to make despite the thing that's coming against you. Um, but, yeah, I like change.
1: So that's a really great skill to have, especially in leadership context, that you're able to course correct mm-hmm. and not stay rigid. Yeah. Because I think when we stay rigid and we say, no, this is going to work no matter what, we're sticking with this plan, and we don't accept change and flow with it, we're going to break.
2: Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. You know, we-, yeah, we mentioned that, in, I think, a few, I know we've been going for a while, but it was one of the uh, earlier Podcast. We talked about people that are unwilling to get into the virtual space.
1: All oh, right. So it's the
2: same. Yep. That's what you're talking about that same thing. Your unwillingness to change with it causes you to close your church, close your business, become ineffective as a. You know that sounded that sounded bad. It causes change to happen in a bad way for you. Mm-hmm. So
1: if it, it causes you to be the victim of change instead of an initiator of change, yeah, yeah. or a participant right. in change, yeah. and I like to think of it that way. I. I don't mind change um, if I'm the initiator of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I do not like being the victim of change. Yeah. So something that's forced upon me, and that's just probably human nature, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I can adapt like what you're saying, you know. Yeah, I think of your wife, Allison. Every little girl, most little girls, we think about our wedding yeah. since, you know, we learn how to walk and then we plan our wedding yeah. and so for her to have to you know change everything at the last minute yeah. she had to be resilient yeah. and adaptable
0: yeah and you, and you use that word of course correct that um so i work you guys know I work engineering so I work at G Aviation and I think I want to say somebody on the podcast can correct me if I'm wrong but like the concept of course correction I think we took that on from a human perspective but it, I think initially it started with like boats as well as like planes where you have so the, the way it works I'm going to get nerdy for about a minute and then you guys okay. just roll me here so typically you have two with a plane you have two waypoints so if I'm at Tribes and then I go down the street to uh, to Wendy's right? the way that if, if you were to just course Say okay, hey, from here to here, that's
1: charting a course. Take
0: everything I need to do, all of my engines, all of my the wings, everything needs to just be focused on just from here to Wendy's. The problem is, wind comes, rain comes, um there's other people in the air, all that happens, and those are things that come against us. So if I try to stay going this direction, I might still go that direction, but the wind blew me this way, so then I end up going all the way to the Wendy's on Twenty Eighth Street instead of the one right there over. But but inside of every plane there's a, um, a, an autopilot system. An autopilot system, what it does is it takes into account, oh we're off path here. So it has that point. So it then calculates all the things that are into. So it has. That's why we have the wind meters. We have the accelerometers. We have all of these things on a plane to make sure that we're taking in, in all of the um, the outside factors. We have to have those sensors on the plane in order for the plane to course correct. One of the things why people don't oftentimes like change is that they're not being sensitive to all the things that are around them. They're not being sensitive to all the things that are happening that are, that's that's causing the change. So to them, it's just like, well, I'm going in the right direction. No, you're actually going in the wrong direction. The wind has blown you out this far, but you can't see it. So to be resilient is to... One, like you talk about, like to no pay attention to the change, but it's also to be sensitive to everything that's around you that's affecting why you're changing. It's not just a change. COVID didn't just happen. It it, it affected how we got groceries. It affected um, how we went to church. Oh it goodness. affected so many things. Everything. And so, but and so for I think COVID was was is tough because of the sensory overload. Our bodies, our, our minds, couldn't handle all of the change happening at the same time. Because if it was just a, a common cold, sure. Go get some uh, quill and you're done, you know. But that's not what happened. It, it affected so much.
1: No, yeah. and and the life as we've known it is gone. In terms of, you know, going out to a restaurant, yep. going to a movie, kids going to school, like you said, your wedding being mm-hmm. completely postponed, funerals, yeah, yeah. hospitals. Yep. So we are weary. I believe, because there are multiple layers of decisions that we have to make. And one decision, there's consequences of that decision. Some we love and some are unintended and they're negative. And so we have to keep course correcting as we go. But is there a place, let me ask you this though, is there a place where sometimes the right thing to do is to stand your ground because that's also resilience—something mm-hmm. that says, "No, I won't quit. I won't give up." Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I mean, you have place to have a, for that. You got to have a fortitude within yourself or what you believe to to be a leader. To be like to, to lead people, you have to be strong in yourself, and mm-hmm. that's in church or anywhere. Like people will run you over if you can, or circumstances will run you over. So you have to have a resilience in yourself to say, "I'm not." I'm not bending on this one. Like mm-hmm. this one is not, this is what I know I'm supposed to be doing. But you also have to be wise and you have to take into consideration. You have to be sensitive as yep. as uh, our captain over here gave us our yes. airplane captain lesson. Dwight. <laughs> um, yes. You have to be uh, sensitive to all of the surroundings. Like church is different than business. And I think on a random tangent, the more you try to mix them, the more muddy that it gets. Like church is something all in its own. That requires a heightened level of sensitivity to people because you're dealing with your business is dealing with people and helping people live their life. You know this as a pastor. We know we work in church. So
1: you can't just make a hard decision. You have to factor in so many other things. Yeah.
2: And it's so much different than with business bottom line usually runs your decisions. What is it? How does it affect my bottom line? Mm -hmm. Well, in church it could positively affect your bottom line and negatively affect your congregation. And the wise thing to do is not to make that decision. Mm-hmm. But you know, so many times we get caught into business decisions or this'll help. And so standing with, with that fortitude, you have to have sometimes even in church to say, nope, this is." I know that you guys are upset. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but this is either what God told me to do or this is what I feel like I'm supposed to be able to do. And that is a part of the resilience. So I think that, that there is a space for that. Mm-hmm when is the dance that you have to do? When do you stand and say, nope, we got to do it this way. You know, I love you guys. I'm not trying to hurt you guys. That, I think that, that is a lot more challenging than people who try to give credit
1: for. Yeah, I'm thinking about the serenity prayer as you're saying that because there's a line in there that says something to the effect of, God, grant me the grace to make the changes that I can. The wisdom. The to wisdom. Ch- to change the
2: things that I can. Can, I think and the grace to accept to, the things that I can't that I can't change,
0: and, and the and it's the wisdom of no difference. God give me the strength to affect the things that I can. Um, this yeah I forgot, but the wisdom it's the wisdom to know the difference to yes. know the yes. discernment or the wisdom yep. to
1: know the difference. Give right. me the ability to accept the things that I can't change, and the, the courage to change things that I can. There you go, change
0: mm-hmm. things I can, and the wisdom to know the
2: difference. Yeah. Yeah, who's gonna get it? Gonna
1: yeah, get it out. yeah we so it. we'll go- we'll Google it in a minute, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, the wisdom to know the difference, and I think that's a really good thing about resilience. Here's another thought about resilience: that um, a resilient person ends up being able to frame the things that they go through. They don't see it as a setback necessarily or a disappointment. They don't see. A, casualties as we're talking right now as insurmountable problems as insurmountable they reframe into a very positive perspective Mm -hmm. have you been able to do that during the season of COVID have we been able to um, say this is really bad but (laughs) yeah
2: I, I think that is the theme of COVID COVID is bad but I know you don't believe COVID exists, but yeah. I know your heightened sensitivity to COVID. But you know, all of these has required you to frame it in a way that, like, the acknowledge the reality or acknowledge where somebody is, but frame it in a way that says, "But we still can move forward." Like, yeah. I know we've had to do this with the with the departments that we work with individually, and just help people to understand, like, yeah, it's not it's not easy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into that. Keep that, but I'm gonna go back to that okay. question you asked earlier, which was about when do you stand? When do you stand your ground in mm-hmm. terms of, of from a resilience perspective? I think that you you stand your ground on the why you're doing what you're doing. You stand your ground. So like I think about us as a church, we're gonna stand our ground on why we're doing what we're doing. We're doing what we're doing because we want to see lost souls come to know Christ. We know we do what we do because we want to be a community. To uh, we want to be involved with what's happening in our body, the body of people that are here. That's that's what we're doing. That's why we're doing it. Resilience oftentimes comes with the how meaning the how is going to change the way that we do it. That's going to change that. I think in that ground, we should be like, we Very have flexible, to. but, but when Very it comes agile. to why we're doing what we're doing, that doesn't change. I'm going to, here's what we're doing. And, and then the but becomes so COVID caused all of this, but souls are still being saved. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like yes. all this stuff is happening, but God's still moving. Like all the, sure. there's some people that have, you know, are, are lost, but there's still some that are still being found. Right. So it's, it's, and you talk about that, that positive framing, that's what yes. it takes is, okay, all of this stuff is happening. But God is still doing, in and in a, I'm talking a church perspective, but God is still doing what he's doing. I think about even in the like in the business world, like a bunch of people got now they have podcasts. Now they have they have a digital presence that they didn't have before. Now they're prepared for the next hundred years. If this didn't happen, they would have stayed in the old school way. Yeah. So while COVID did and, and it's and it's not great that there are some business that that are that are not around anymore. But some of the ones that are around now have a, a, a better platform to to go forward. Um, and then those that aren't around, they now know, and now they have the opportunity to rebuild some, something that they didn't that,
1: that, that they didn't have. Absolutely. You know? It's been such a flip, too. First of all, the mother, necessity is the mother of invention, yeah. right? Yeah. So we've come to a place where we have new needs. We have new uh, requirements, and, and there are new opportunities then as a result. Some businesses that were barely making by, all of a sudden the flip has happened, and they're industry and in their area has become very much in demand. And then others that were just, you know, having a cakewalk and on yep. easy street, all mm-hmm. of a sudden, oop, that flipped and they're struggling small businesses. We certainly do feel for them, but I like what you're saying that what we stake our claim to is our why that's yep. our mandate. Yep. That's our calling from God, how we get there. We talked about that earlier today. God can take us in all kinds of different directions. So we're not budging on our convictions, but we're not contending for this is how it has to yep. look. Yeah, yep. and
2: I, th- I think that butt piece that you talked about leans into, like, your perspective. Like, your why shouldn't change. Your perspective of your environment, how you look at it can affect how you you do your why. If our why is to see souls be saved and souls come to Christ, right, and the environment looks awful but mm-hmm. our perspective is but now because we have a digital presence we have the opportunity to go into places that we wouldn't have been able to go to before before covid yes now our perspective has changed we know our why so how do we continue to affect those that we wouldn't have had the chance to affect before covid mm-hmm. i think perspective and all of this is super important and it's it's funny so like last week we had a yes a, a, a young man that i love dearly um, I mean I haven't talked to his mom or nothing so I won't say his name but he picked up a popsicle off the ground and he put the popsicle in his mouth and she was like that is disgusting somebody threw that on the ground you know he got in trouble and he said but I cleaned up the sidewalk and I said <laughs> <laughs> funny. it's all a matter of perspective you there know? you go <laughs> from <Right>. his perspective <laughs> he was helping clean up that's yeah. <laughs> from right from yours yeah. it was disgusting yeah. you know so I think that perspective And resilience. I know in my opinion, perspective matters and it has helped me a lot in in all of this change.
1: So true. I think perspective is that piece that says, I'm gonna stay, I'm gonna use this word grateful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Finding the things to be thankful for and always fostering and cultivating gratitude in our lives helps us maintain resilience Mm -hmm. because You know, the Bible talks about not being weary and Mm well-doing or the faint of heart where you just lose heart. We've all heard of that term. Mm -hmm. Like my heart is fainting Mm -hmm. and I'm losing resilience. And that's because we're probably focusing on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. We're focusing on what's going wrong and our inability to Stay in control. Ooh, there's a word, control. Yeah. Any control freaks that would would admit? <laughs> Lots of smiles. Yeah. I s- I know that. Yeah.
2: I didn't think that I was, but COVID has shown me that I was. That I had controlling. You know, got I, issues I in control. Yeah, yeah I, I do. You know, because COVID, you you don't get to control nothing. You know, so yes. some stuff is just yeah. uncomfortable for me now, and I'm like, why is it all of a sudden uncomfortable? And it's because I have no say so in. And, you know, I, what happened. and
0: I think that that's where a lot of the lack of resilience has come is because people feel helpless. Like you mentioned, like the faint of heart, people yes. feel like I have no control over anything. So the one thing that I do have a little bit of control over, I'm going to control the mess out of it. Yes. And then that's causing them to break because they don't actually don't even have control over that. So then yeah. until you realize, you know what? The one thing I do have control over is myself <laughs> and I'm going to contr- right. I'm, I'm control me. I'm going to control what I think I'm going to control being grateful. I'm gonna control, like, one, once you're able to turn that inward, I, th- I think a lot more people would be okay, but that's not, that's not the norm. The norm is I'm going to control well, that. They said that, and they said this, and I'm going to, I'm going to control my family. Now you can control them before COVID. What <laughs> makes you think you can control right. them after COVID? So. Um, it's
1: yeah. an illusion. Control is totally an illusion. Yep. And some people love being lost in that illusion, but they're, they're, the reality is you're right. We get to control something and, it, and it's us. Yep. I get to control what I'm going to think about. I get to control what I'm going to put in my mouth. I get to control some things that have to do with me and my attitude. And, uh, that makes a big difference as we go through this season of COVID. It makes a huge difference when we talk about resilience Mm -hmm. that if I focus on the right thing, I'm guess what? I'm gonna have the right thoughts Mm -hmm. and when I have the right thoughts, I have the right feelings, I have the right feelings, I have the right actions. And so I can find myself surviving and even thriving. There's a term we haven't heard. (laughs) That's become cliche now, hasn't it? But I can thrive in this season because I'm managing my thought life. I do have control and I'm able to be grateful. So we just came out of Thanksgiving. Were you able to find some things that you're thankful for?
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, literally being here is just something to be thankful for. That's that wasn't a. A for sure reality. So uh, being alive, even during COVID, is like, you know, I got an opportunity. I'm a very resilient individual. So I figured the rest of it out. But being here, I was super grateful for, you know, family and the little family that I did get to see, you know, with mm-hmm. all the COVID stuff. Um, I was just grateful for it. It could always be worse. Like I yeah. know I've lost people because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So when you look at it from that perspective, like I opened my eyes today. That's right. That yeah, is just literally, just that alone is something to be thankful for.
0: Yeah, I mean, for for me, I, and along those same lines, just like grateful for the family. One thing that that death does is it does cause you to draw more appreciation for the people that are still around. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think about what what, what we went through earlier this year. It was like, okay, I'm grateful for it. my mom's still here. Like, I'm still grateful for right. this piece. So it 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 becomes one of those just like uh, existential gra- gratitude. It's just, it's just like I'm just I'm just happy to be around. Time out. That was a big word. Existential. What
2: does that mean? Oh, to exist. Okay. <laughs> Existential. Uh, just, yeah. I yeah. Like, yeah, no, I didn't yeah. finish college yet.
0: <laughs> so. No, so it's, it's just one of those like, uh, just, just grateful to be around. Then, I mean, think about grateful to have a job, right? So, I mean, I had a job throughout COVID. I'm grateful for that. Grateful for a wife. And, and then, and you just begin to think, I, but then yes. not just that, but like health. I got the activity in my limbs. I have. I'm able to breathe. I'm able to cook for myself. I'm able to drive, and just those little things that we oftentimes kind of brush over. Like, I find myself. Um, you do that. Was it six or six as a thing you yes. do? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, do, we do this thing now called the Miracle Morning. It's something that uh, Allison. It's very similar concept. Okay. It's the early yeah. morning waking up uh, and all of that. But like as a part of it, we just talk about what, what we're grateful for, and you just really you pause and you open your day thinking about what are you grateful for? And Thanksgiving at the time, you know, we're, as ask, it's all honesty about food. That's like the, the real heart of it. Like people, people just want to cook and eat. Yes. But like you, when you pause and you really begin to thank God for like the little things, like, you know, thankful for the relationships that I have, thankful for meeting, thankful for me being in Grand Rapids, thankful for the person at the, like when you begin to just,
1: sp- I know he's going to say Don and Cam at any moment. <laughs> oh, here. I'm grateful for, for Don. I'm grateful for Cam. i Caleb. Caleb. Caleb.
0: back there behind the camera. So it's, so it's just like all these things that like you, people don't when you when you don't when you aren't appreciative of the little things that are constantly and you just assume that they're going to be there yeah that's when you end up feeling a little bit entitled a little bit like it's mine and it's just like hold on this is it. all of this is a gift from God and then when, and I think that's why because it then puts our attention back on him When we put our attention back on him then things our, our, then our thoughts align back to what they're supposed to be it's y'all.
1: so true, and we we really have to manage that and be in charge of that because nobody's going to do it for us. Yeah. Nobody's going to give gratitude for us. Yep. We have to. Now, what people will
0: do is give you reasons
1: to complain. They
0: that will. is that is That's another thing
2: COVID has helped me understand. <laughs> is like I literally can't be connected to some people anymore. Yeah, right. All, all you do is complain. Yep. And for me, that doesn't it's help my toxic. perspective yep. or my attitude. You know that we know it's not good right now yep. whether you believe the thing is real or not yeah. the, the environment that we all live in is not it's not enjoyable yep. like so COVID has helped me understand, like, yeah, we can't. Our friendship has to end, you know.
0: And, and, I, and I catch myself because it's so easy. It is so easy to complain about COVID. Like, like I, I know this isn't about COVID, but like when you talk about resilience, it's so easy to complain about things. And then you end up like, if you look at it like a, a branch or the palm tree, you know, people start complaining. You just start going, 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 going. And they say, you know, you end up. Anybody that comes around you, you're just complaining about what's going on with COVID and, and what's not right and what's not going. You have to be sure that you're balancing, with, with, not even balancing. You want to hear that stuff. You know, I think it's healthy to hear. People's perspective, you want to listen, you want to be sure. a part of it, but you don't have to absorb it. You can hear it, but you don't have to absorb it. I think as a resilient leader, you have to learn how to not absorb every single thing that is spoke to you, because if you do, you will go crazy. I and, promise. And
1: so true. And sometimes <laughs> you just have to say, you know, like today we we're about to have a discussion at the table concerning COVID and what to do and whether we're going to have our doors of our church open or if we're going to just stay digital, which is a powerful medium. So thankful that we have it but we also really love being able to all come together. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we're grieving. And so I just, you guys saw me, I just put up my hands and I said, <laughs> I, I don't even want to have the conversation. I already know. Um, not that I'm reading minds, but I mean, it, there's nothing really new in yeah. our commentary, yeah. is there? We, we <laughs> say the same thing week after week. And so it's really just a matter of, making a leadership decision. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had to get away and go in my office and just sit and say, Holy Spirit, you know, just give me wisdom. God, you know, show us what to do because, like I said, the moment you make a decision, and by the way, once you make a decision, you have to just stand by that. You can't waffle yeah. because yeah. then we're double-minded and yeah. unstable in all of our ways. Yeah. So we hear from God, we make a decision, and we stand on that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and uh, It's just, oh, man, it's rough. It's so rough. Sometimes hearing more bad news yeah. can chip away at your resilience. Yeah, like
2: you said, you can hear it but not absorb it. For me, some stuff I just can't even hear. Cause yeah. naturally <laughs> I'm going to just even when I say I'm not gonna absorb it, I'll be sitting at home and be like, Man, I can't do this or man. And then and then all of a sudden I'll be like, I wasn't even thinking about doing that. Yeah. Like <laughs> at all. I wasn't thinking about like I can't go out to eat. I wasn't thinking about going out to eat until yeah. this person said <laughs> right, that they can't right. go out to eat. So now I'm at home. I'm like, where did this come from? <laughs> it was,
0: one of the funny things is I remember when... Uh when the gyms were closed, people were just like, the gym's closed. I'm like, you were never going <laughs> to the gym. I'm like, Wait, what are you fussing about the gym for? Like,
1: yeah.
2: okay, restaurants, got, what? it. But the, but the gyms are closed. I
1: can't go to the gym. Oh, even my when goodness. It, even when
2: it opened back up, the funniest part to me was when it opened back up and they were like, you got to wear masks. mask. People were like, I don't want to go to the gym and wear masks. First of all, you weren't going. You weren't going you weren't Second going. of all, you were complaining <laughs> when they closed it. So now that they opened it, you don't want to go because of the mask? Just yeah. say you weren't going. Yeah. It's okay. (laughs)
0: No, but yeah, find find reason People people will provide uh, several reasons to complain. I I think it's just because it's it gives it gives us a reason to feel like if if we were in control, we would do it better. And I think that's that's one of the the critical pieces. It's just like. If I were in charge, if I were in charge, here's what I would do, and here's and it's just like you have no idea, you like anybody that is, and and to all the people are listening, like if you have a leader and you are questioning what they're doing, I don't think that you understand the weight and the pressure that that is is any leader right now in terms of what to do. And that's a business, that's church, that's um, in households. Listen. That's that it's, it, There's so many decisions. And so the complaint feels like, oh, well, if I can complain about Dwight and what he's doing wrong, then it may, no, it's just like, no, t- listen to them. Pray for them. Pray that God gives them wisdom. That's
1: lift them. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what we need right now. And you he's, know what? He's
2: being nice. So I'm. Me, Uh-oh, here we go. <laughs> all of y'all that send us emails, like. <laughs> I promise you, you don't understand. Thought the way we were gonna decisions. get through nope, one not podcast, canceled, not at all. Because
1: our, our
2: man tribes people, you need to be praying for our E.L.T. and our wonderful pastor over here. Because the stuff that y'all say is stupid sometimes. Like I can say that they can't, but like, like you don't understand sitting in the office and you got to make a decision with. 300 people in mind and everybody has their own thoughts and own mindsets and own opinions Then we try to throw a bone and we try to give y'all something in-betweens and it's still not good enough for some of y'all yeah. So like the way said pray for people because I don't I don't have the patience no more I that's why I don't respond to people who inbox me um, if you guys if
0: anybody that sends messages to the uh, Facebook page if there's a delay uh, it's because it has to be filtered through. <laughs> it
1: has because through we a... can't let the response go <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. unedited.
2: I have to ask for permission to say, to say Oh, something. goodness.
1: <laughs> we just keep coming, keep yeah. coming, yeah. you know, keep learning. <laughs> but that's a good point about resilient leaders. I will just maybe make this last point as we talk, but resilient leaders do, here well, two things I would just say. We have to make some self-discoveries. Mm-hmm. And that's what sometimes this season allows for us to look at. We're, we're going to find out some things about us. Like you're saying, I'm learning some things about myself. during the, When we can run and move and shake and keep on going and there's noise and clamor and busyness in life, but you shut all that down and you have to just sit with yourself, you're going to learn some things about yourself. Mm-hmm. And the other point that I was going to make is that you're also going to learn about leadership and how to communicate because resilient leaders... Maintain, because they've learned the art of communicating. Maybe they did it bad. Maybe they did it good. But yeah. we are learning that both of those things. Self, some self discovery. Talk yeah. to me about that just a little bit in communication, mm. learning how to say things to people.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll you touch d- on that next. Um, but I think the <laughs> self discovery yeah, thing, man. the self discovery <laughs> thing, is important because you know being a recording a recording person. When I try to teach people leadership, now I always tell them isolation, quiet, some noise but it, it makes other ones extremely loud. Yeah. So if you go into a recording booth, some of the noise that you may have heard outside may be really quiet, but a cough now is the loudest yeah. thing in the room. Yes. So understand that both happens when isolation comes, and both are okay. You just got to learn how to deal with them. So for me, my isolation has helped me understand, okay, you got some controlling issues. And it's like you get busy to not deal with mm-hmm. some of the things that you need to deal with. Like there are things that I can look at my father in the face and say that's where I get that from Mm -hmm. like that I need to deal with that and I didn't have to before because it's nine jobs gigs everything that has Mm -hmm. to go on and with the communication piece I've had to learn how to temper myself to communicate effectively because people are in a very odd space you either got those people who are like Mm -hmm. I'm going out to do whatever I want to do, and you. I have to be able to communicate with you, even if I don't agree with everything that you say. And then I have to be able to communicate with people who are like, I'm staying at home. Like, can you come help us do? Nope, I'm staying at home. Yeah. And it's like, I can't be upset at you for deciding to protect yourself in whatever way that you feel, but I still want to communicate and love on you and be available. So communication, I wasn't the best at it before. And when COVID started, I was like, I'm really bad at it now because I don't even know how to... T- I don't know how to talk to you right now. My natural instinct is to be like, for real, man, like, are you on both sides? But you're being stretched because you're really growing. Yeah, so on both sides. On both sides. So people who want to go out and do whatever you want to do, I'm like, for real, man. It's people that don't want to come outside, want (laughs) to go into a bunker. I'm like, for real, man. So Mm -hmm. I have to find myself you know, being in between. So I try to think about what y'all say a lot, like you and then Frankie. Like, you guys have very great We're in your heads, Yeah. So I have to think about something like, normally I have to think, what do you want to say? Don't say that. (laughs) And then, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Don't say that. So then figure out what else to say that Um, follows it, you know, because, I don't know, it's hard. So I'm not a great communicator, and it has shown me that that is a very weak spot. So, yeah, the that, end that's my thing right now
0: yeah the the communication piece i think yeah what you're saying in right in the the now moment is i'm learning how to have to respect people in a way that i didn't respect them before which sounds bad i respect people as humans yes. i respect people as you know you are a person but sometimes like you talked about like the the extremes just like i don't respect the decisions that you're making yeah. but now i have to respect the decisions that you're making because yeah. i have no choice yeah i have no choice like if, if you say you're staying inside it's just like Okay, well uh, what can I like, it's not I can do about that. If you're saying you're doing everything, it's just like, I think maybe you should no, okay, I can't do anything about that. So it's it's going back to that self-control piece. And the self-discovery part of that was I'm such a, and you all know I'm a, like I'll put my mind on something and we're go, it's, it's gonna get done, period. Right. Like no, like I don't care if, if I'm doing all of it, it's gonna get done. but of course, I want to bring the whole team on, but like right now I'm in a space where I'm back to, well, why do you have to get all this stuff done? Why do you have to do all this stuff? So, and, and like, you know, we have the Mosaic Harmony podcast. So, quick blurb, it's coming out soon, I promise. We're, we're, we're planning to release it at the top of next year. That's happening. But with that, what happened was I, I gave myself a deadline. I said, okay, hey, by the end of October, I want to be done, and I and I, and I stuck to it. Well course correction had to happen we had debts in our family we had all this stuff going on so everything shifted some of the people who we were going to do podcasts with weren't able to come and so then around november the end of november i started feeling guilty i was like i didn't fin- i didn't accomplish my goal things are going bad and then, and then self-imposed and goal, se- a self-imposed nobody nobody else was <laughs> like like i talked with mosaic they were just like that's a good idea Dwight. and not only was it a good idea because of the just the fact that it was delayed but it was like there's more to talk about. If we rush this, we'll be, we'll be doing something just for the sake of doing something. And what I realized was pre-COVID, a lot of, not everything, but certain things I was just doing just to get it done. That's all. There, there, there was no why. There was no purpose behind it. But COVID has really caused me to focus on, okay, what really matters? What 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 really matters? When you look at businesses, they can't do all the stuff. Think about churches; they can't do all the ministries that they were doing. They're going to do the ones that legitimately are producing fruit that tie back to the why, which is why tribes is doing the core four and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's how we ended up. With, that's 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 what the self that I've done. Because before that, I, I would just I would I'm like experiment. Let's just try that. Let's try that. Let's try. That. Let's do all these things. No, let's lay it out. Let's figure out which which one of these five things makes the most sense, and we're gonna focus there. But that that would I, I'm a busybody, so I can do that. It's it's I funny story. So literally, a friend of mine (laughs) yesterday, no, uh, Sunday, she just said she posted something like, "Hey, um, I posted that one of me and Allison's favorite Christmas things to do is to watch holiday baking challenge." I said, "Okay, cool." So then, and and she said, "Oh, y'all don't wanna y'all don't wanna compete with us." I was just like you don't want that smoke. That's exactly, that's, I, was, I, was, I was like, you don't understand who lives with me. Like, she will like, and, and so, yep. so it, it turned into like a holiday bacon challenge. So literally, on uh, this past Sunday, I wrote out a whole plan on like how you do a holiday baking <laughs> challenge, like virtually. And it's, it's legit. It's cool. But it's just like, in my downtime, I'm like that. But it's just like, okay, what's the fruit of that? Well, I, the fruit of it is, it's fun, you know, all stuff like that. Sure. But, I do that with a lot of things, and have you ever heard anybody on this on a podcast say I'm a forms, whatever? It's it's because it comes to my mind. She's like, I want to get it out so that way, in case I get hit by a bus, it's
1: it's out. You know, we got more forms.
2: (laughs) He sent us a form for his for his wedding. I think I said this before. The day of his wedding, he sent us a Google form like, what do you guys want to eat? And I was like. I put in the chat. This is such a Dwight thing. This
1: right is here. a Dwight I thing.
0: Sit, well, everybody knows. You, I could have started a group thread with everybody saying, "Well, I want a Jimmy John's number fifteen, no lettuce. Oh yeah, by the way, no tomato." Well, that's so true. Yeah. So let's do a form where you put what you want, and then I can then go like that. Just makes them. All, but so here's what you
1: really got to do. You got to make a form on how to make forms.
0: I I, I got to make a video, and Cam wanted me to make a video on how you make forms. I was just like, bro, it's just on YouTube, dude. Like, just go. Get
2: He's a form master, so. I I figured I'd reach it. What <laughs> he knows how to do Here it. There you so. go. <laughs> for a master,
0: but but all had to say, like it, like I had to really. The self discovery piece was what really matters. Yeah, and and that's the that's, that's the question is what genuinely matters the most. A lot of things matter, but what matters most, and then being able to laser focus on that. Yeah,
2: so. I think my last thing is that COVID for me has stretched me in ways that I wasn't aware I needed to be stretched. And when you stretch something out, you get to see its weak points. You know, so Mm -hmm. when you pull a rubber band really, Mm -hmm. really tight, Mm -hmm. you see the light spots where it could break. And for Mm -hmm. me, I've seen a lot of points in me where it's like, that's not really good. And then I had to go back and say, why haven't I seen this before? And it was because everything around was so loud. It allowed me, I'm a busybody, you know, Mm -hmm. just to keep moving Mm -hmm. and doing. So I appreciate COVID for the fact that I now know weak points. I know blind spots and and I'm okay saying I'm not good at that. Like, even earlier, I'm not the best communicator with COVID. I mean, Caleb is on my team, and he'll text me something like, Hey, bro, did you do such and such? And I'll be like, ooh, I was supposed to get that to you, too. And it's like Saturday. So now we're behind the gun. We got to get something to prepare Sunday. So I'll be like, I'll do this. My bad. I'll take take this one on because I definitely didn't communicate. Ladies and
1: gentlemen, we're getting a live confession (laughs) right here on the podcast.
2: And (laughs) Caleb is laughing behind the camera. He's going, yes, yes, it's 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 been him. It's the truth. So I, I appreciate COVID for that, though. I appreciate it stretching me to see my spots, you know, to see where I need. I need help, and then I got people around me who can help push me in those areas, like the form master. He was a pilot and a form master today. Oh man, he's on top of it. Well, I'll tell you, you
1: know, I think for me, the resilience in the self-discovery piece for me, you know, I am a fighter, and I don't like to, I don't like quitting. I don't like giving up. And at some point, you have to say that it's okay to let go of this. It's okay and that's surrender. Yeah. And that's what I don't do well is surrender. And I don't realize that I'm not doing that until all of a sudden I'm exhausted and it's almost like you can see Jesus going, "Let me know when you're when you're done shadow boxing over there and fighting and I'm ready to pick it up for you and carry it." And so I have to remember to surrender. And I feel like I give those things to God or ask God to come in and give me what I need to get this done instead mm. of saying, how about you do it through me, Lord? So mm. I, I'm i very cognizant of that and I remind myself of that and then every now and then I'll catch myself. I'm still, nope, you're still, is it that I'm in control or I'm in the reins? It's difficult for leaders when the buck stops with you to remember that, you know, no, actually, you can surrender this to God. Mm-hmm. So, and and then at the same time, to model that to my team while also promoting I know we can't motivate individuals you have to you, you got to be around people who know how to get that. Yeah. But to keep a culture in this environment where our dreams are still alive and we're still on point and there's joy and enthusiasm and energy So to keep that culture and keep the vision in front of us that we're going somewhere, guys, we're going somewhere. So it's given opportunity for us to think outside the box and to expect some things that God can do some really amazing things in ways that we didn't see coming. Mm -hmm. So that's my prayer, too, because I'm grieving. You know, it's 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 the death of a vision in some ways to see the church thrive and come from nothing as we planted it six years ago and seeing it reach a pinnacle. And then all of a sudden, you know, COVID hit (laughs) 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 and then you, and then you watch it just, and I imagine that's how much, how many small business owners feel too, Yeah, you know, that are watching there
2: praying for you guys, man. It's, It's tough being a, being a small business owner. It's, yeah. you know you i was in that weird spot where it's like you didn't make you didn't make little enough to get this this pool of funding you didn't make enough to get right. this pool of funding so you're literally in the middle and you get just all these denials and it's like that is so disheartening as a small business owner i just was fortunate enough to be able to pivot with digital stuff but everybody isn't fortunate like that like some small gyms just had to close because you're getting denial after denial and then that really you pour your heart into your business so I feel for you I feel Mm -hmm. for them been praying for them I just wish it was easier but this is not a and I can't even be mad at the people in charge you want to but it's like you're making decisions sitting with you you get to see decisions based on 300 or 300 plus people right so then I have to think, how many people does the governor have to take into account of, mm-hmm. like into account in her mind? Oh man. You know, how many people does the president, whether mm-hmm. you agree with the things that they say or not, mm-hmm. you put yourself in their perspective and say, Could I make a decision that could affect billions of lives? Mm-hmm. Like on one one signature mm-hmm. could make somebody's life or break somebody's life. And it's like that's a tough spot to be in. So I'm not mad at the people who make the decisions. I just feel for those small business owners, and and I'm praying for you guys. Um, it's rough; it's, it's not easy. Well, that's
1: a good place to kind of bring it to a close today. You know, praying for people. You know, God said through His Son Jesus Christ, while He was on this earth, He said, "Let not your hearts be troubled." Mm-hmm. And He said, "My peace I leave with you." Now He didn't say that to everybody, but He did say it to those that belong to Him. Mm-hmm. And so, as we sit here today as believers. We're shaken and we're challenged and we're pushed, but we are resilient because we don't have to grieve like those that don't have any hope. We don't have to walk through this world without faith and without assurance. It doesn't matter what happens around us. We know that we're in God's hands. He's got us. And so our hearts don't have to be troubled. So stay firm as we said in the beginning don't pray for the easy way pray for the strength to rise to the occasion that mm-hmm. the holy spirit will be large inside of you and yeah. don't break then don't break yeah. all right everybody it's great to be with you once again you've been listening to tribes to tribes this is your host today Don scott damon and we are saying peace so, out, so out.